0: Wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big q and This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, our minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful, uh, to be, uh, to be with you, uh, this afternoon. Thank you so much for joining, uh, with us. Now look guys, if you're, uh, uh, with us on, on radio and you'd like to get just a little bit better reception, then why not download our Faith FM app? Now this is a really fantastic, uh, little, uh, little app. Um, or go to your favourite app store. Uh, all you've got to do is uh, look, do a search for Faith FM Australia, download the app, and then you can receive some fantastic programs right through uh, your uh, your app. Now, that's, uh, uh, that, that's a really fantastic opportunity, and we'd encourage you to please take advantage of it. Uh, now, look, this week um, we're talking about the Bible, the paranormal in a faithless world. Uh, on Monday... Uh, Nick and Will asked, is the paranormal just innocent fun? Yesterday, I spoke with Herrick about the ever-increasing growth of Halloween. And today, uh, I'm chatting with uh, with Pastor David Butcher uh, on what does the Bible say about astrology, channeling and mediums. Uh, Now, of course, today our co-host is... Pastor David Butcher and uh, David's the lead pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Oz. Uh, Welcome to you, David. Good afternoon, Gary, and um, big hello to all of our listeners. Uh, It is wonderful to have you, have you back again. Tell me, at the rundown to the Christmas holidays, what are you, uh, what are you planning to do? Uh, well, at the I haven't even thought yet. Uh, my wife does all that thinking. It's just chaotic
1: work-wise. Everything is busy. There's so many deadlines. But, um, yeah, we'll be spending some time on the Air Peninsula in South Australia, Port Lincoln, a, a few days there, which is Australia's... That's a lovely place. Incredible, beautiful place. Has Australia's largest marine um, uh, fleet there in their ports, and it's, it's a really pretty place. But, yeah, doing some
0: landscaping, things like that. Uh, so, so you'll get a full four weeks? maybe not maybe not maybe not no 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 it's it's that time of the year but you've got to have some some holidays now look guys it's really wonderful now i hope uh we've got another guest on the on the line now uh i'm just uh just really hoping that the present time we've got uh kim peets uh with us now are you there kim you are there but i can uh, this you 're not being picked up on you know this is one of the uh gremlins of live uh of live radio uh because uh at the present time uh i can uh, I can hear you uh, but i 'm really conscious that i don 't think our listeners can uh can actually uh hear uh hear you now let 's see if i can uh, I can make it uh, uh, make it happen. And uh, uh, see if we can make uh, make this uh, this wonderful thing uh, actually work. Now, here's Kim. Now she did actually drop out there for just a little while. Oh. Uh, Kim, are you back? Are you back with us again? I
2: am- Hello, Gary. How are
0: you? I tell you, I hate the gremlins that uh, (laughs) occur uh, in live, uh, in live radio, but that's one of the things that we have. Now, look, the reason that we've got Kim on air with us today. Now, uh, Kim, we've also got uh, uh, Pastor David Butcher uh, with us as well. Hi, David. Hi, Kim. Uh, (laughs) Nice to talk with you again. It's uh, nice to talk with you. It's fantastic to have David with us every single uh, Wednesday afternoon. So he might chip in there somewhere and uh, chat on. Now, of course, for our listeners, Kim is based over in in Melbourne, and you're doing something absolutely fantastic over the uh, Christmas holiday period. And at the present time, we're talking about the Christmas holiday period. Now, of course, one of the things I know my brother used to always be assisting uh, with a thing called Road to Bethlehem. Now, normally, that's a really... Uh, a really big event uh, that happens uh, live. Do you want to tell us what we normally do, um, Kim?
2: Oh, Yeah, sure, Gary. It is a magical nativity walkthrough. It is like stepping back in time 2,000 years ago and going scene by scene about the story of the birth of Jesus. And it is just a magnificent event. It usually goes for about four nights during the second week of December, and we usually get about 15,000 people come through. It is just an incredible um, a- event. It's the 27th year that Road to Bethlehem has been run, and thanks to COVID, we've uh, decided to go online with you, so it's uh, looking a little bit different, but it is a magical experience, and I'm hoping that next year we're back onto our regular programming and we can uh, uh, do our normal nativity walkthrough. So yeah. for those of look, you Kim, Melbourne... Look.
0: Kim, Nigeria, yeah. Kim, Kim, I'm really conscious that uh, this is a is something that's incredibly popular over there in Melbourne, and I know that fifteen thousand people. I know my my brother actually often assists. He dresses himself up as a as a Roman soldier, and he just loves wandering <laughs> around this uh, this place as a Roman soldier. And apparently, his job is to give people a hard time. And uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does actually fit his, uh, his personality remarkably well, actually. <laughs> it would fit yours too, Gary, I <laughs> think. It would, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's very true. But now, look, Kim, this year you're saying you're doing Road to Bethlehem online. Now, how are you doing Ooh. that?
2: Well, it's uh, it's certainly a different kind of a program. But what we've done is we've encapsulated all the beautiful things of Road to Bethlehem, and we've popped it online. But what we've done is we've done it like an Advent calendar. So uh, we've got a website set up, and you can get a, you can be on the mailing list. Or um, you can just basically go into the website every day and there is a gift for you every day for the month of December. And we're basing it also about a there is a book called Advent for Kids and it's a daily, it's like a daily book with like, you know, a page or two to read for kids and it gives you the backstory of Jesus' birth and it's just fantastic. So the whole month there are gifts. There will be songs, there will be skits, there will be stand-ups. There's little messages, there's conversations. We even get to meet some cute little animals. And we have a whole bunch of... cute kids as well uh, that we interview and they ask us they you know, tell us all the amazing things they love about Christmas and what they're scared of and a whole bunch of things so now I'm hosting it this year which is great and uh, I'm just so excited to be part of the road special so people so
0: people don't have to have to book do they they just simply go straight online or do they because I know yeah. traditionally traditionally you've <laughs> actually got a book uh, to actually do a walkthrough but not that's not the case this year
2: no, anyone can sign in at any time. There's no booking uh, and, uh, yeah, you can hop on at any time throughout the day. It's on Instagram on Road to Bethlehem Vic, uh, and the Road to Bethlehem website is org. So anyone can hop on. At any time and watch, uh, watch the gifts that we've, uh, set up for everybody. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. David, tell us something. Uh, are you familiar with Road to Bethlehem? Yeah,
1: I've been really blessed to have been there numerous times and I know my sister every year would take a, a whole group of people through. Kim, um, what will the online experience, um, what will be the similarities and the differences between the online and, and the actual, you know, being there in person? Will it be, is it? Is it filmed or, or what, uh, yeah, what does it look like?
2: Okay. So, um, some, so every day is a little bit different. Um, some days we have, like, special guests come in and sing. Those guests are there normally when the program is live. So when you go to Road to Bethlehem on a normal um, evening when it's Live, you go in and it's almost like a big marketplace. And there's music, there's all sorts of things happening. And we've got those same guests who are doing music um, to come in and sing. And it's like a performance. Uh, we've got scenes which have been pre-recorded from uh, live events, actually um, being pre-recorded, so you can watch what the scene would be. It just you're just not there, but it is the same sort of experience. We also have um, people giving us special Christmas messages. Uh, oh, look, it's just fantastic. And we've got a whole bunch of Vox uh asking new parents what it's like to have a baby. We've got kids talking about um, what their favourite thing is about Christmas. It's just um, a gift for everybody. And also the website has activities for kids. There's so many fun things to do on the website. So we encourage people to have a look. It's a fun space.
0: Oh, that is uh, that is really tremendous, Kim. I'm just so so impressed with what it is that you're uh, – uh, what you are actually doing. Now, um, the website is live now, is that correct?
2: Yes, correct. It's been live since 1st of December. It doesn't matter, though, because it's catch-up page. You can catch up on all the gifts that are there available for you to look at, and each day there is a new uh, gift that is released. Uh, every day, every morning, actually. I can see there's new ones every morning.
0: And then you send those gifts out to people?
2: Yes. Yeah, so anyone that's living in Victoria, if they sign up on the newsletter, they also get access to um, a gift, either a fridge magnet or the Advent book or the Advent for Kids book. Uh, they're all free and discounted prices for anyone outside of Australia and um so yes there's lots of free gifts and also then you've got um the videos which are also a, a, a gift of sorts for everybody to have a look at
0: Oh look that that is really really tremendous uh, look now that website again give us that uh, that website again
2: yes yeah. It's org. It's very, very simple and easy to look at.
0: Fantastic. Well, folks, look, can I please recommend this? This is a website that is really worth uh, being bookmarked because you'll be on it yes. every single day. And uh, particularly yes. if you've got children, because this has, uh, this gives the spiritual emphasis of Christmas. We don't have yes. Santas on this, do we, uh, do we, uh, Kent? No, no Santas, no Santas, because
2: we think that Jesus is the best gift.
0: Oh, look, that, and look, I, I really appreciate that. So, look, folks, if you want to be able uh, to really uh, present the Christmas theme uh, to your children, this is an excellent website. Uh, I just recommend it to you. It's org, And when you get in there, make sure you bookmark it so that you can come back to it every single day. Uh, Kim I just want to say a really big thank you uh, for sharing and being with us this afternoon because uh, uh, I I think this is something really exciting that I believe many people are going to be incredibly blessed as a result of Uh, thank you so much for joining with us
2: thank you very much guys
0: thanks Kim okay blessings and blessings on you. Well folks that was uh, uh Kim Peets. she was uh, speaking to us from uh from Melbourne and uh she was talking about Road to Bethlehem and that website again is roadtobethlehem.org uh and this is really emphasizing the uh, the Christmas story the birth of Jesus Christ uh, right through uh, the uh the month of, of December in the lead up to, to Christmas and I think you'll greatly appreciate uh that uh, that particular website uh but David look we need to just come to uh, our um our world watch uh, segment now and I've just got one thing I just love to, to toss uh, toss at you. Uh, I, I found this a really interesting little um, um, uh, little article. Actually, uh, this uh, this particular article uh, came from uh, America Magazine. Now, the America Magazine is actually the magazine of the American uh, Jesuit uh, group. And uh, in yesterday's uh, edition, uh, there was an article that spoke about: uh, Is it time for Catholics to stop eating meat? Now, of course, as a Seventh Day Adventist Church, we've been uh, promoting a, uh, a vegetarian lifestyle uh, right back since the inception of, of the church in the 1860s. Uh, Absolutely. And, and this is what, what, the, what it actually said. Um, the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is one when humans collectively eat billions of animals. The habit feels rooted in nature and in our nature. How can it be a happy holiday if we're not feasting on turkeys, pigs, cows and lambs? The threat of climate change, the expansion of the world's population and its appetite for flesh and other health and environmental problems caused by factory farming have provoked a new wave of questioning about the moral economy of our food production, especially of meat. Now, of course, the Seventh-day Adventist Church has always promoted a vegetarian diet because it is simply better for you. Uh, but this is coming from a slightly different direction the carnivorous uh, cravings of the world of almost 8 billion people have radically changed the definition of life on this planet as societies get richer and get more meat hungry uh, building up industrial food chains to put steaks on every plate bacon on eggs and chicken breasts on buns the movement of billions of people in Asia into a modern middle class lifestyle in the past few decades has amplified our consumption of domesticated animals our meat habit has also changed human agriculture and consumption of resources the amount of water needed to produce a calorie of beef is 20 times that of a calorie of plant-based resource over a third of global grain output now goes to feed farmed animals Uh, Meanwhile, uh, meat eating seems to be well entrenched. Only 5% of Americans are vegetarian, according to a 2018 Gallup survey, virtually unchanged from 1999. By comparison, 4 in 10 people in India consider themselves vegetarian. Uh, Annual global consumption of meat has increased to 42 uh, kilograms per person in 2020, up from 33 kilograms in 1990. And the United States has increased its imports of meat, hitting 8.5 billion during the first nine months of nineteen uh, of 20, uh, 2021. Uh, now, the article just continues. Current food symptoms are arguably just as damaging to ourselves and our planet as heavy industry is the reworking of food systems around meat production has made human diet change uh, more important uh, than uh, at any time in the last two centuries. Meanwhile, there is a growing movement of serious thinkers, many of them from a Catholic perspective or members of other Christian churches who've been building a forceful challenge to the ethics and morality of the meat-based economy. And then as it comes to its conclusion, it, uh, it says this, another solution is the fake meat industry, now worth over $20 billion a year, which allows people to have something close to the taste of meat without killing animals. Uh, one uh, commentator said uh, he's become almost evangelical about how good uh, this uh, food is and how much suffering they can alleviate. He wrote, "I challenge skeptics, he said to try uh, these alternatives with an open mind they are so they are so so much better than they were." even five years ago. Now, uh, you know, when I read that article, I sort of thought, wow. I mean, uh, here here is uh, uh, the Jesuits in America saying something that uh, certainly, you know, as a Christian church, we've said since back in 18, 1860. Uh, do you think they actually have a point? they do gary on a number of fronts don't they and I guess the when we look at scripture
1: we see biblical principles for eating a vegetarian diet or alternatively what the bible would call clean meat yeah uh, it's interesting Gary this is this has only came out yesterday is that correct yes 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 and it's based from the US and and Gary I know Thanksgiving we hear a little bit more about it now than we did in in Australia than we did 10 15 years ago but uh, I just did visited dr Google and at Thanksgiving of course, turkey is what's consumed in America um, in huge numbers. 46 million turkeys, they estimated, would have been <laughs> consumed on Thanksgiving Day, costing $927 million U.S. on turkeys. Wow. Wow. So so this is significant. So when you think of, as you've read, the water consumption that is used uh, to... to to, to produce the grain, to feed to the animals. That's right. When you think of the methane that comes from all of that, when you think of the uh, forests and uh, and other timber areas that have had to be cut down to create um, farmland for the cattle, um, why wouldn't you consider, when you're concerned about the environment, why wouldn't you consider um, not eating second-best or second-hand food? Why would you not rather choose to eat first-hand food uh, straight from...
0: Straight from uh, the plant. Yeah, and reality is, is that if you are a serious environmentalist, this is something that surely you need to be taking on board. But you can't ignore it. We can talk about electric electric cars and all of these sorts of things and solar, and they're important but you can't ignore this aspect. Either. Yeah. Yeah. David, look, just one last question. I really like the last paragraph that uh, that I shared there and that's the, the fake meat industry. Uh, do you know, one of the things I really appreciate is some of the fake meats that are actually out there. Do you, do you taste many of them? I mean, how do you find them? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, some are, uh, I take to more than others,
1: but yeah, look, I think it is good. It's convenient, isn't it? Yeah. And um, the the range of vegetarian and vegan foods, and if you go through any cafe nowadays, um, if there's nothing vegan on there or vegetarian, there's something wrong with a cafe because it's an incredibly uh, fast-growing industry and, and you see that in the supermarkets. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to continue to become more and more um, advanced and more and more um, sales increases, et cetera. So, yeah, look, yeah. I, I think it's um, – uh, readily consumable, it's easy to prepare and uh, many people say that uh, some of these products taste just like the real thing except yeah, you're not yeah, eating something yeah, that's dead.
0: Yeah. I know what one of the things my wife does is she actually, whenever there's a new product out she's actually happy enough to buy it uh, and bring it home and some of them we will say, oh, you know, maybe not that particular one um, but there are some that have come up that uh, that we're just buying time and time and time again because uh, in fact I, I know I've shared it with some people who are meat eaters and uh, they actually can't find the difference between the uh, the real product and uh, and what is actually being being produced so, Gary, not only is it good for us, good for you, but it's good for the environment. It is, it is, it is, yeah. look, I really appreciated what uh, is actually presented there. It is something that certainly the Seventh-day Adventist Church has actually been saying uh, since about 1860. But, of course, we've been taking it from the perspective that um, this is uh, uh, this is far superior uh, as far as our own health is concerned.
1: And these come from biblical principles. So yeah. while the Seventh-day Adventist Church has been saying this for, you know, um 80 to 100 years, whatever it may be, or more, sorry, 100 odd years, um, the Bible goes back way longer than that. God is yeah. the creator of the universe. He's the creator of every creature and every plant. And so he knows uh, what human beings, who he crafted with his own hands, he knows what they need to be functioning adequately, Indeed. properly Indeed. and optimally.
0: Indeed. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, David. Guys, look, let's come to some music. This is uh, the Petersons. The uh, the song is I Know Who Holds Tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
3: Tomorrow I just leave In oh,
0: I know holes tomorrow what are uh, what beautiful thoughts that uh, that really is now folks look we do have a, a book uh, to share with you today this is a uh, this is a real beauty now look if uh, you're coming up to uh, to a new year obviously very very soon and uh, some people set uh, new Year's resolutions and uh, one of the resolutions that many christian people set is hey look you know I'd really like to get myself back into a, a devotional habit and they wonder you know what, what what exactly can i can i read now look we're giving away a book this week that would be an excellent book uh, to be able to uh, uh, use as a devotional book uh, early in the new year. Just read a short portion of it every day. Now, the book's entitled Messiah. Now, uh, David, uh, Messiah, this is the contemporary version of uh, the book Desire of Ages. Now, uh, David, uh, have, are you aware of this book at all? Yes, it's a, it's a book that's been around for a
1: long time. It's a real classic and um I recall um some of my best devotional times with God have been through reading a chapter of this book and the relevant chapter the 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 corresponding chapter from scripture. And um yeah, one year. It was a journey for a year for me. One year, just underlining this book and writing notes and putting asterisks next to things and circling things as I read the scripture and as I read this book called The Messiah. Uh, because what it did for me, it actually—you know—when you read a book, Gary, you actually your imagination and you yeah. put yourself yeah. into the scene. Yeah. Uh, the book, The Messiah, takes you there. It's almost like you're in front of a mo- you're in a movie. Yeah. You actually. Yeah sense uh, you know what Jesus felt like and what the miracles and those that were there saw and witnessed and experienced and so this is a really powerful book and you read it with the scripture and it's it's just Takes you and to the scripture level.
0: passages are actually listed there as well so that, are, you, yes. so that you can actually read maybe a chapter from the scriptures and then you've got uh, the book Messiah uh, that you can read about what was actually uh, read, what you've read in the in the scriptures.
1: Yeah, and so this was one of my most richest experiences with God. Um, and the challenge we often find when we try and deepen our devotional life is to read a whole lot of scripture. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I think often there is more value when we read something smaller and ponder and pray and think and reflect
3: yeah.
1: and, and and ask, you know, seek God and what are you trying to teach me and tell me through this? And so uh, the book, The Messiah, enables us to do that
0: because it just – gives so much colour and insight to what we yeah, see in Scripture. Yeah. Folks, look, this is an excellent book for the new year if you want to re-establish your devotional habit. Uh, if you would like your free copy of the book, of Messiah, look, just text us here at the studio. Now, that text number is 04888 808 11. That number again is 04888 808 Eleven. Uh, and look, all you need to do is to text us the code, and the code is SA28. Now, no gaps between the SA and the 28, SA28. And uh, that'll be picked up by our friend Faithful. Now, Faithful is a robot, and uh, he'll uh, contact you and ask you for uh, information so that he can get it to you in the quickest possible way. Uh, so, look, uh, if you're interested in this book, Messiah, SA28 is the code, and uh, just uh, text that to and uh and and you'll love uh reading uh this uh this uh, book uh through all of uh next uh next year. Uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Pastor David Butcher and uh David is the lead pastor of the Seventh Day Adventist Church uh here in uh, South Oz. Now uh this week we look at the Bible and the paranormal In a faithless world On Monday, uh, Nick and Will uh, They asked, is the paranormal Just innocent fun Uh, Yesterday I spoke with uh Eric about the ever increasing growth of uh that uh, that day called Halloween and today we're chatting on uh, what does the Bible say about astrology about channeling and mediums uh, you know that's a really significant question because I'm so conscious it's becoming more and more uh common particularly in the media now look as far back as um uh 2001 now this is 20 years ago um an article was uh, was written uh, that uh, to me uh, was certainly true 20 years ago but how much more real is it today? This is what it said The prevalence of television shows like The X-Files, now this is dated some time, some time ago, and unsolved mysteries may impact the people's belief about the phenomena such as extrasensory perception, alien abductions and the ability to communicate with the dead according to a recent Purdue University study Purdue Communication Professor uh, Glenn Mark said culturally Analysis. Will Miller of the West Lafay surveyed 200 randomly selected respondents on their TV viewing habits and the extent to which they endorsed various beliefs. The results, uh, which appeared in the March issue of Communications Monographs, uh, is a part of a long term research program on the impact of media messages on paranormal beliefs. Despite regular news reports of uh, new medical breakthroughs and other triumphs of science, there is still widespread belief in the paranormal, says Sparks, who is internationally recognised for his research into the effects of mass media. More than 40% of the people we surveyed expressed belief in haunted houses, psychic mediums, ghosts and prophetic dreaming. Amongst their key findings were that people with lower levels of education were more likely to express belief in paranormal and that such belief was not related to the tendency to express strong religious convictions. But even after taking into account demographic variabilities like gender, income and education, the strongest predictor, now get this, this really amazed me, the strongest predictor of belief in the paranormal was whether people watched TV programs that regularly featured paranormal themes now this is 20 years old this this particular article but if it was true then how much more true is it today we can't make a definitive conclusion that paranormal uh, shows uh, actually cause an increase in belief because it could be those who believe in the paranormal are more likely to watch those kinds of programs spark says but in laboratory experiments conducted on this topic exposure to paranormal depictions does increase a paranormal uh, belief you know, as I as I read uh, this this particular article, it really jumped out at me, David. That you know we're living in a world now that is almost promoting the paranormal. And you know, I mean, I mean, does it exist? You know, does the paranormal exist even? You know, I mean, this is this is really important. What do the scriptures actually have to say to us on this? Yeah, look, thank you, Gary,
1: and really important topic and. Just before we get into what the Bible says, what you've revealed there was twenty year old research. Yeah. And as you correctly said, if this was if this was important and critical twenty years ago, what's it look like today? So just a few little statistics, Gary. Macrindle Research and this featured in the ABC News app on Sunday the fourth of April this year. In an article by Natasha Moore, it's called, We Asked Australians If They Believe in God or the Supernatural, and here's what they said. Essentially, 48% of Australians that were researched, a 1,000 people were researched, say they believe in ghosts or the possibility they may exist. But listen to this, 69% say the same for the soul, according to new research. So 69% of Australians, and more so with the younger age group. And so what you said about uh, TV viewing, and and we would even say these days YouTube and all sorts of social media, uh, it is becoming more and more prevalent with the younger age groups. So much so, in fact, that um, one of the stats I want to share with you, Gary, from this article, it says um, Australians are most united... uh, as we see in comparable surveys elsewhere, in the idea that we have or are souls, that we are more than the stuff of which our bodies are made. Overall, 69.7% of respondents said they either believed in or were open to the existence of the soul. And uh, interestingly enough, there are more people that believe in the concept of a soul, um, which in many faiths is embedded into the religious belief system, okay? Yes, yes, yes. They're more open to that, 69.7%, as opposed to only 57.9% that believe uh, in concepts like God.
0: Okay, so more people are prepared to believe in a supernatural soul than are prepared to believe in a supernatural God. Exactly. There's a bit of a disconnect there, isn't there? Absolutely. And, and we we'll, might unpack some of that in a minute.
1: But um, it goes on. It says, Jamaican theologian J. Richard Middleton explains that the soul is popularly, popularly conceived often as a kind of essential self distinct from the body is more of an ancient Greek idea than a Christian one. And, and we know this from a fact. This idea of a soul, this... This eternal thing within a, a person that, that people hold to, uh, that escapes the body of d- uh, death, is not biblical, but it's rather come from ancient
0: cultures such as the Greeks. Now that is actually really important to actually understand because a lot of people don't don't actually realise that uh, the word soul, certainly as it's presented in uh, in many uh, churches, is actually a non-biblical concept. The soul, of course, uh, if you if you actually look at it, a biblical biblically, uh, the word is actually used uh, back in back in genesis when it's when it's translated that uh, man uh, God brought together uh, when man, when God created man he became a living soul absolutely so genesis two
1: seven the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life, and man became a living soul. Being in modern versions in the King James version, it says, man became a living soul, yeah, a- and yeah. so everything about an individual, the whole person is the soul you you are a soul, Gary, I am a soul, um, so the Hebrew concept of soul is the entire being, not something that is that that can uh, that is separate from exactly, not something that escapes the person's body at death
0: mm-hmm. and wafts up to paradise or heaven, no. And, of course, we, we actually pick this up, you know, if a ship goes down, you know, we might, uh, well, traditionally they would have, would have said, you know, the ship's gone down with, uh, you know, with 300 souls. Uh, what really were they saying? They were saying that there were 300 people on board. And, of course, that is uh, the biblical understanding of, of a soul. A- absolutely. So your question that you asked
1: earlier on and you said, uh, is, there, is, is the paranormal really true? Is the supernatural really true? Yeah. If it wasn't true, then this would not be an issue.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But... The Bible makes it abundantly clear that the supernatural is true. The Bible makes it tr- clear that there is a God. It talks about a God who is good. It also talks about evil. And in Revelation chapter 12, the very last book of Scripture, verses 7 to 9, it says, A war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So we have this, uh, this ever-loving, all-powerful, all-knowing God who is good. Yeah. And everything he made in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he says, and it was good. Yeah. But then, in Revelation, we get the the backstory to what happened at the very beginning. This created being, Lucifer, this angelic being, uh, is filled with pride. Isaiah and Ezekiel tell us, and sin is found within him. There is a war of concepts and ideals. He is cast out of heaven, and he becomes what we now know as Satan or the Great Deceiver. So, Gary, I want to take us to to Deuteronomy
0: chapter eighteen. And this is a, this is a really important passage because I think here Moses particularly is saying something to his, uh, to his people that, uh, you know, it's very easy to miss. Absolutely, and we need
1: to remember uh, the context of this passage. Moses is really preaching his last series of sermons to the children of Israel. They have wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. The older generation has died out. They are about to cross the Jordan River into the promised land of Canaan in which all sorts of evil cultures exist. And Moses is trying to uh, plead with them and share with this generation to stay on the journey with God. Don't be deviated to to things that are going to lead you astray and and into pain and death. So Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 to 12, Moses says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. So, so Gary, this is very strong language. hmm Mm-hmm. Here is Moses warning these people who are about to receive the promise that God has, yeah, has yeah. given to his people. And he's saying, hey, there won't be anyone found in your midst that practices, um, you know, sacrificing your children to, to false gods and idols, who practices witchcraft or fortune telling or sorcery, uh, witchcraft, who 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 bring up spells or or try to communicate with the dead channeling or mediums etc God is really specific he basically says through Moses this is an abomination to the Lord Yeah yeah Now why would God be so strong about this if it was something that was positive Why would God be so um you know insistent upon this unless there was a danger involved that yeah. he is trying to get his children like a parent would, to avoid? Yeah, that's a really good question. And so I believe when we come to the New Testament, in Matthew 12, verse 24, Jesus says to the religious leaders of the day that are haranguing him and and trying to pull him down, he says, um, or they say about him actually, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. So... They, the Pharisees, the religious leaders believed in demons and they believed um, that Jesus was
0: basically um, demonic. And there, this backstory that you're going into, I believe, is so vitally important because you know it's you know we live in a society now that is so science based that unless it can be proven scientifically, it's totally ignored. You know, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that you know I've got some friends who've spent some time in, in places like Papua New Guinea, and uh, if you uh, share up there that hey, there are uh, there are evil spirits, um, you don't need to convince them science. Scientifically because they have experienced uh, this, this sort of thing in our com- culture, our, in our secular ways. We tend to ignore, and these things are not quite so evident. Uh, but uh, what Scripture is doing is giving us a backstory of something that is uh, incredibly real behind the scenes.
1: You are exactly correct, Gary. Uh, in our world, in our culture, this is masked. It's dressed up um, through the the media. It's dressed up through the movies and programs of Hollywood. And it seems... Um, uh childlike, if you like. It yeah, ha- seems yeah. harmless. But uh, I've had friends as well and colleagues that have, uh, I, I remember one, uh, someone from the Solomon Islands, and he told me, he was a doctor, and he said, have you heard about the, the war boats, the war canoes of the Solomon Islands? They've got a figurehead on the front, which is represents a demon, yeah. uh, a, a spirit. And he said, these boats um, actually fly through the air at times. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not... Um, this is not someone who is has um, lost their mind saying this This is someone that believes in the God of the Bible But in believing in the God of the Bible They also believe there is an evil force Yeah, yeah.
0: And so we don't believe that often in our culture and that, and that, to me, is the issue. You know, we ignore it because unless there's uh, hard scientific evidence for it, we choose to ignore it. Uh, whereas, in actual fact, with the scriptures, this backstory is actually just so important. But look, David, uh, let's come to some uh, so, some music because I'm conscious our time is starting to move. This is Michael Card. Uh, the song is "El Shaddai. Uh Please, please enjoy.
4: By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Erekum Kana Adonai, we will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai, through your love and through You saved the son of Abraham And by the power of your hand Turn the sea into dry land To the outcast on her knees You were the God who really sees And by your might You set your children free hell should die time of Christ was near, though the people failed to see what Messiah ought to be. Though your word contained the plan, they just could not understand that your most awesome work was done. The frailty of your son. El should El Else should
0: Song El Shaddai. Die, uh, what a beautiful uh, song that uh, that really is, guys. Look, we do have that uh, giveaway book for you today. The book is uh, the book uh, Messiah. Uh, this is the contemporary version of the book Desire of Ages. Now, look, if you are wanting to set yourself up to be able to start a devotional program early in the new year, this is an excellent uh, devotional book for that uh, particular purpose. You can read it along with the Gospels, and uh, I believe you'll be richly blessed by everything that uh, that you do actually read uh, in this book. If you'd like a copy uh all you you need to do is to send us the uh, the text the text number is uh, uh and that number is o four triple eight eight o eight eleven. and just text us the code SA28 SA28 and uh we will uh, uh contact you via our um our bot and uh he will uh, uh and he'll get some details off you uh, so that we can get it to you in the fastest uh, possible uh, possible way uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Pastor David Butcher and David's the uh, lead pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in uh, in South Oz. And this week we're looking at the Bible, the paranormal in a faithless world. On Monday Nick and Will asked, is the paranormal just innocent fun? Yesterday we spoke with Eric about the ever-increasing growth of Halloween, and today we're chatting about what does the Bible say about astrology and channeling and mediums. David, really appreciate what you've actually been sharing with us. Does the New Testament have anything to say on on this particular subject? It has heaps to say, Gary. Uh,
1: Paul, the great New Testament theologians, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 12, he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, so not against humans, Mm -hmm but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in heavenly places. So what is he talking about? He's talking about the demonic. He's talking about evil angels. Mm. A- and how do we know there is the demonic? In Mark one twenty seven, and throughout mm. the Gospels, we come across stories where Jesus cast out demons from yeah. people. Yeah. Mark one twenty seven. Uh, people there are amazed and they talk of Jesus and they say he commands even the unclean spirits or demonic mm. and mm. they obey him. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. Judas was a disciple, and uh, we all know what happened to Judas. But in the Gospel of Luke, uh, it basically says there in Luke twenty-two, three and four, it says then Satan, Luke twenty-two verses three and four, then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered amongst the twelve. Mm. So Satan can actually enter human beings. Satan's angels can enter human beings and that's why Paul says we're not wrestling against other human beings. There is this supernatural the paranormal if you like that we're warring against and guess what Gary? We have no power within and of ourselves to wrestle against these demonic beings. Mm. That's why Moses says this is an abomination to God. Why? This is a warning of love to don't get caught up In this sort of thing, it may look harmless, it may look tame. The other thing, Gary, most Christians believe, as we said at the beginning, that when we die, we continue to exist but in another form. A soul or a spirit that can't die, that can't perish, goes on continuing to live. That is directly against the Word of God. Uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish perish but have everlasting life Ecclesiastes 9.5 says for the living know that they will die but the dead know nothing mm. so if the dead know nothing and if people go to mediums and channelers trying to call up their dead loved ones the dead know nothing when we go to the grave it's like a, a sleep it's non-existent we yeah. cease to live yeah. no part of us continues in life and, and so if people go to a, a fortune teller or a channeler, what they're getting from the channeler is not a dead loved one, but an evil angel. Mm. Just like uh, Satan could enter Judas Iscariot, Mm. Satan's angels can enter us if we put ourselves on risky ground. And that is why in Ephesians chapter 6, the apostle Paul goes on, And he says, uh, after saying we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness, he says in Ephesians 6, verse 12, he says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. So he's basically saying, and he then goes on to talk about the armor, mm. spiritual armor mm. that we need to wear to to face the foe of the devil. Mm. Um, Peter says that the devil goes around like a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. So we might think we are dealing with child's play. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: We might think that the entertainment, and I want to challenge our listeners to stay tuned tomorrow night as they talk about the media specifically, and the paranormal. Yeah, yeah. We might think that what we are watching is harmless, that it's just a bit of fun. It's not even really real. Mm. But, Gary, Satan can enter us. Uh, Romans 12 says that we need to guard our minds and hearts. We need to be transformed and renewed in our minds. That's Philippians chapter 2. Yes. and And if our minds aren't submitted to God... Then Satan takes control. James chapter 4, Jesus' brother, verse 7, James 4, 7. He says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil,
0: and he will flee from you. So
1: if we don't submit to God, we will ultimately submit to Satan and his forces. Mm -hmm. And instead of Satan fleeing from us, he will actually
0: enter us. Uh, tell tell us something, Dave. I really appreciate what you're actually saying here, but look, uh, and we're going to come tomorrow night to this whole subject of uh, of gaming and uh, and media, and that that that's going to be an entire program on that. But look, and just just to bring it together to conclude tonight, what would you say to to parents that are considering the purchase of games that feature the paranormal for Christmas this year? My advice would be steer clear of
1: it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people, you know, can buy Ouija boards and all these sorts of things. Uh, some people go get their, they'll read the, the, their star signs. They will go get their fortune told. They think it's a bit of harmless fun or, or frivolous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. And uh, children are introduced to this sort of thing. Uh, the media, as Hollywood, what it puts to us and, and other, other sources, uh, they make it sound inviting and harmless. And fun. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, we are being conditioned. Just like I shared from the MacRindle research where 69% of respondents in Australia believe in the existence of a soul or open to that belief, where only 57%, I think it was, believe
0: in a God. God. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so, huge disconnect.
1: Absolutely, and it's more so with young people. Yeah. So we really, are, our young people are, can be moulded. Yeah. They are the force for tomorrow. Yeah, if we allow it. Yeah, but that's why Satan and is. This after. is why,
0: as parents, we really need to be on our guard when we're actually creating those, and, and even the games that you know our young people are actually playing. Be aware of what is actually in those games. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, we do need to. Uh, we do need to finish. Let's just bow our heads together in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord. I just want to come to you right now. Lord, I just pray for uh, uh, that your spirit might rest upon uh, each of our listeners. Lord, I'm really conscious that this is a, a challenging subject for, for some. Uh, Lord, if there is uh, somebody right now uh, who is struggling with this particular matter, I pray that your Holy Spirit might uh, descend upon them. I pray that you might give them peace. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you'll give them wisdom to know uh, those gifts that they can give to their children uh, that will be uplifting and not uh, down downtrodding. Uh, Lord, uh, I just pray that uh, uh, your your spirit will be with those who maybe maybe are sick at this time, maybe those who are uh, struggling with some financial issue, maybe some relationship issue. Lord, I pray that you might bless them powerfully. Lord, these things we ask, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor David Butcher on, on Drive Time Big Q and A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh Heenan uh, will look at the question, how should the biblical Christian relate to paranormal in films and in gaming? Now, this is a really huge, uh, huge issue. Uh, we really look forward uh, to being with you then. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you.
4: This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.